Brad Gagnon, Bleacher Report National NFL writer on the line. Brad, how's it going, man? Good, man. First of all, it has to be Austin Matthews, right? I mean, he was the guy, and now <laughs> here there's a new guy. I'm not even a Leaf fan, but it's got to be Austin Matthews. Well, you can vote in the poll, Brad. I'll, I'll update I you will. how it goes. That's good. I will. <laughs> I love the weigh-in. Yeah. Hey, there's going to be a lot of pressure on all these guys. The, the expectations are sky high now in Leaf Nation. Uh, but, Brad, let's, let's go to – uh, we can start off the field. We can start on the field. Um, you had, as far as the most recent news, Saquon Barkley tweaking that hamstring, leg, whatever. That was a scary moment for the Giants. Pat Shermer saying it looks like nothing too serious. Um, boy, if, if you're a Giants fan, that's got to be incredibly frightening because it just takes one tweak and you could go like Darius Geist did with the, the Redskins yeah. and miss the whole season. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the risk. That's the, you know, it's essentially roulette in August and, <laughs> and, and to an extent in July. And, you know, ACLs are going to be torn and, and season-ending injuries are going to happen. They're going to happen basically every week between now and the first week of September. And it's just you got to hope that they're not going to happen to your players on your team. And <clears throat> that's essentially all it is. So, um, you know, in Barkley's case, yeah, again, it looks like he, for, he got lucky for two reasons. It, it doesn't seem to be serious or a long-term thing. And also it happened early enough that, you know, it probably won't linger into the regular season. But um, there aren't many teams in the league who are going to be more reliant on one rookie this season in terms of their success or failure than the New York Giants for Saquon Barkley, especially because the four, you know, the big four quarterbacks and then the other first-rounder, Jamal uh, or Lamar Jackson, um, are all not slated right now anyway to be starters in week one. So that kind of leaves you with Barkley and, and, and you know, Quentin Nelson and Bradley Chubb as the, probably the biggest impact rookies this year. And, and the Giants need Barkley to team up with Odell Beckham Jr. and kind of make that one-two punch receiving, uh, receiving slash running duo for Eli Manning. So um, I can't see them being very successful this year if he's not there, healthy, successful, and, uh, and, and productive. And if he is, I could see them having a great year. He could be that much of a difference maker right off the bat. Brad, I totally agree with you because what he does is make that Giants offense multidimensional where for so long it has been, well, we know Eli's going to throw and you can tee off and cover and all that and you know he's not going to run. So he does make all the difference in the world. So we'll have to see what that means to the NFC East there. Want to get to New England with the Patriots, with Tom Brady. And Brad seems each year, is this going to be the year Brady falters? He's 42 years old. And he came out on ESPN that um, he has said, hey, my priorities are the same as Belichick, just to win. All this off-season stuff, Brady's saying he's not appreciated. The team now restructuring his deal to give him some more incentive-based money. When it's all, all said and done, do you think this is just going to be the Patriots of old and they're just going to flip the switch? I think this year, I mean, it's it's... It's foolish to even say this because you're almost always going to be wrong. <laughs> but I think this year could be tough. I think that, you know, they're more fallible than ever. I think, you know, the fact that Tom Brady was an aberration at, at 39 and 40 and 41, eventually father time is going to beat you. It just is. And and maybe this is the year. I mean, statistically, it's always been the year. Only two quarterbacks have ever even made a Pro Bowl uh, beyond the age of 40. He just won the MVP at that age. Um, now you're talking 41. Uh, where you know only you know that we've never had a quarterback enter a season at the age of 41 and, and, and put together a Pro Bowl campaign. Um, even Warren Moon and Brett Favre felt like they were around forever. They were already you know out of gas at this point in time. So you wonder how much he has left. And then the fact that you you know the support isn't there like it used to be. I mean they lose Nate Solder, their stalwart left tackle in free agency. Julian Edelman is going to be dealing with a four-game suspension to start the season. 
boost to that receiving core. Rob Gronkowski historically has had a lot of trouble consistently staying healthy. So if he has problems at all, then all of a sudden you're even more thin at those positions. You lost Deion Lewis. You lost Malcolm Butler. Um, you know, they, they've really gone through a lot this offseason and on and off the field in terms of, you know, the fact that Tom Brady wasn't there at OTAs and Gronk and he were apparently upset about their contract situations, even if that's been ironed out to an extent with Brady. Um, and obviously they're both going to be there and on the field from the get-go this year. Um, you do wonder if, 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 you know, the league is starting to catch up with them a little bit. They certainly are more vulnerable than they've been in the past. And right now, you know, there's at least three or four teams in the NFC that a lot of folks consider to be just as good, if not better, in the Eagles, the Saints, you know, the Vikings. Um, it's it's going to be tough this year. In conversation with Brad Gagnon, Bleacher Report, National NFL writer on Twitter, at Brad underscore Gagnon. And let's talk about those other divisions, other contenders here for a minute, Brad, because as you said, the NFC is loaded. The AFC is interesting because, especially when you look at, I think, the AFC South and the AFC West, because you got the Jags, they're fighting off the field. You have Peyton Manning coming back with the Colts, Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt coming back to the Texans. It There could be a shift, and especially the power in the AFC West, which seems to be really hanging in between the Chiefs, the Raiders maybe with Gruden, uh, the, the Chargers with Phil Rivers always have a chance, and then, well, what the heck's going to happen with, with Case Keenum uh, in Denver? Mm-hmm. How do you think this playoff structure and, and the AFC is going to differ from last year with those those couple of returns? Yeah, you, you make a good point about those two divisions. That's where the excitement is. I mean, the East and the North, I mean, it, it would be shocking if New England and Pittsburgh didn't run away with those two yeah. divisions. Yeah. I don't think anyone expects Miami or the Jets or even the Bills um, or, or in the North, the Bengals, the Browns, or even the Ravens to really be you know major contenders this season that they haven't been in, in, in recent years to begin with. So, you know, those six teams are sort of ruled out from the beginning. You've got New England and Pittsburgh, and then you look at the South, and you're right, you've got these – these four good quarterbacks or at least exciting young quarterbacks or promising quarterbacks or high draft picks in Bortles' case because I don't think he qualifies for anything else I just said. <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and you've got all that talent in Jacksonville. You've got the, the clear upward trajectory Okay, trajectory. There we go. There you go. <laughs> in Tennessee, you've got uh, you've got a Texans team that's getting Watt and Watson back, as you mentioned, and you've got Andrew Luck back with Indianapolis. So um, there's, you know, any four of those fan bases can be like, yeah, there's obviously our team is the favorite. Of course, we have Deshaun Watson back. Of course, we have Andrew Luck back. Of course, we have the best defense in the league, arguably in Jacksonville. Or of course, Tennessee again. That that momentum that they seem to have with their rebuild right now and Mariota entering what should be a strong season as he gets, you know, top five pick Corey Davis healthy this time, you know, compared to last year when he wasn't reliable. So that division has so much promise in it right now where any of those four teams could go on a run, especially if Pittsburgh and New England flips up. Any of those four teams could be contending in the AFC championship game like the Jaguars were last year when they had a good chance to beat New England and go to the Super Bowl. And then, yeah, you, you mentioned the West. That's the most up-for-grabs division in football, where just a year ago it was all about Oakland. Yeah. Uh, then, then this past year was all about Kansas City. Denver, of course, was a you know went to two Super Bowls not long ago based on the defense, and it's still generally together and still has Von Miller as its leader. And now adds Bradley Chubb, as I mentioned, a high, high uh, um, promising 
top top five pick who's the, the favorite to win defensive player of the year and then there's the chargers who we always talk about it it's their finally their year right it's their, you know they're <laughs> right. going to finally stay healthy they've got philip rivers they're so strong on defense they've got one of the best pass rushing duos in the league they've got a good secondary they've got a lot of weapons good running game i mean they are you know front to back all around one of the one of the deeper most talented teams in football but they seem to be snake bitten on a year-to-year basis whether it's bad breaks whether it's bad kicking whether it's oh. injuries and now sure enough they've already lost hunter henry who is the high promising you know promising tight end um and so you wonder if they're just going to be jinxed again this season but all four of those teams um you know again you can kind of stake a claim that they should be the favorites in that division and again pittsburgh and new england are vulnerable besides the big three in pittsburgh any of those guys goes down or Le'Veon bell doesn't come through and what's going to be a weird year in terms of his contract or Tom Brady isn't quite right as the Pats are you know as vulnerable as I mentioned earlier in this conversation then any of those teams could potentially look at making a Super Bowl run and, and that's where the that's where the excitement's going to be I think really in the NFL let alone in the AFC because in the NFC you do have some some fairly obvious candidates that are going to stand out as well yeah with the defending Super Bowl champs but what is it, uh, Brad? The NFC East hasn't had a repeat champ since like 2004 or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's been, so. Who knows, right? Like you have Carson Wentz working his way back. You got Nick Foles there uh, with the Cowboys, of course. Dak Prescott. They seem to be on board. Uh, the Redskins. Well, okay, Alex Smith. What can he do? Is still not very much to work with, and that's why it's so disappointing to me when Darius Geis went down. That was the perfect kind of bulldog pound it running back, and then the Giants that we mentioned. Like that division too, as much I would say, yeah, the Eagles are the favorites, but when it comes to wild card spots, any of those other three teams could pop up and surprise, don't you think? Yeah, and Philly's not you know, not a guarantee either. I mean that the West no. thing is, is pretty concerning and, and you know, the Super Bowl hangover is real. Um we've seen it on practically a year to year basis. You talk about a team hasn't you know, to won that division uh, two years in a row and over a decade. The team hasn't won the Super Bowl two years in a row and over a decade either. And, you know, so like it, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be tough to repeat. You have a target on your back. You lost, you lost your offensive coordinator. Um, you lost your quarterback's coach. Um, Nick Foles, as fantastic as he was during that playoff run last year, um, you know, Joe Flacco was fantastic during that playoff run with Baltimore in 2012. Nick Foles is streaky and, and, um, he's had some terrible stretches during his, his career as well. And, and I don't know if you want to rely on him for a long stretch, but the fact that Carson Wentz is already kind of sending out signals that there's a chance he's not going to be there week one. That doesn't mean he's like sure he's going to be there week two. I mean, well, this yeah. could be, this could be something that lingers. And so if, if he comes back and isn't himself or he doesn't come back, either way, you potentially have a problem. And I don't think just saying that Nick Foles won Super Bowl MVP last year means that you're necessarily going to have an MVP caliber guy there just because of uh, Wentz isn't. And so they have questions at quarterback, throw in that their top receiver, Alshon Jeffrey, might miss uh, the first up to six games, apparently, of the season, potentially. Um, and, and I think the Eagles are somewhat um, uh, beatable in that division. Um, you're right. You don't feel overly confident about the Redskins based on that Geis loss and, and, and the fact that they're going to have you know, you know, kind of a lot of transition at the quarterback position as well. Uh, questions about the Giants, questions about the Cowboys. Dak Prescott had a terrible sophomore slump last year, but that division is wild on a year-by-year basis. And I think all three of those other teams are certainly wild card, wild card contenders, as, as you alluded to, um, but one of them could easily rise up and win that division as well.
In conversation with Brad Gagnon, Bleacher Report, national NFL writer. Last one for you here, Brad. Which of these three quarterbacks that went to new homes in the offseason do you think is going to have the best season? you got Kirk Cousins going to the Minnesota Vikings. We know how prolific that offense can be. Heck, they made Case Keenum look good. you got Alex Smith to Washington, as we mentioned. Or, sorry, uh, Alex Smith to Washington, as we mentioned. Case yep. Keenum to Denver. And does it, Brad, does it, like, the Case Keenum situation, does this not reek of a guy who, let, hey, great year. Case Keenum has sucked for the most part of his career. He got, and good on him, dude got paid. But does that not just reek of, like, rapid regression with the Broncos, you know? Like, so if you go Cousin Smith, Keenum, rank, rank to me how you think, uh, who's going to have the most success? I don't mind the Keenum move because they paid $10 million less a year for a guy who might just just might be as good as, as, as Cousins. He was on paper last season, mm-hmm. but you're taking a bigger risk and you're spending less money. It's not a, it's not a terrible kind of half measure if you, you know, you're not there in the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes. Right. But, yeah, I think that clearly Cousins has done more in his career. He's been to a Pro Bowl. He's, he's taken a team to the playoffs. He's been solid as the start of the last three years, one of the top 10 or 12 statistically in the NFL, and he's off to a heck of a start right now. He's also got the better supporting cast than the other two guys. I think that's the clear edge maybe right now where he's, he's got and, and, and Dalvin Cook is back, and the offensive line has made progress. And so I think, you know, not to mention the defense might be one of the best in the league and, and was statistically last year. And so having that supporting cast is probably what really puts Kirk Cousins over the top in addition to the fears that Case Keenum might indeed be a one-hit wonder. But I think Alex Smith, Alex Smith is certainly right there. We continually underrate Alex Smith, and especially based on what he did last year. Now, it's possible that was a bit of an aberration as well, but the fact is he was the highest-rated passer in the NFL last yeah. year. It wasn't Tom Brady, the MVP. It wasn't Drew Brees. Uh, it wasn't Carson Wentz, who was, we you know we raved about all year. It was Alex Smith, who who put up those numbers and averaged eight yards in attempts. So you can't just say, well, he was captain checkdown as he was in the past. Only he, Drew Brees, and Jared Goff averaged more than eight yards in an attempt last season. So he was he was slinging it. And if he can continue that in D.C., where he's still got a pretty good supporting cast, maybe not as good as Kansas City, but a pretty good supporting cast, I think he could have a great season as well. So if I'm ranking them, I'm going Cousins 1, I'm going Alex Smith like 1A, and then, yeah, I, I just don't know if I can trust Case Keenum yet, but who knows? He can, he can easily prove us wrong and be a late bloomer. That's right. He did it once. Who knows? Uh, Brad, thank you so much. Let's do this again real soon. Thanks a lot, Andy. All right, buddy. Brad Gagnon, Bleacher Report National NFL writer on Twitter, at Brad underscore Gagnon.